EMS Florists presents Mr. Joe Pesci. Hello, this is Joe Pesci. You probably know me from my roles as a psychotic, foul-mouthed axe murderer tough guy. But Valentine's Day is almost here, and I'd like to step out of character for a moment. Because there's a special place in my heart for Valentine's Day. Why, I can remember back, way back in the days of my youth. I was sitting there in the car with my girl, Zeta Tishman. She was telling me she wanted to break it off with me because I'm Italian. And that I was uh, from the wrong element. Can you believe that coming from that Jew bitch? That did it. So I got the hell out of there and threw her ass out of the fucking car while I was still fucking moving. A couple of weeks later, I was feeling kind of a bit about it. So I sent her some fucking flowers from uh, PMS Florists. Remember this Valentine's Day to tell her you love her with PMS. Someone to love. Real excellence in broadcasting. Great summons. Towards that time again, nothing I can do to participate. Hi, everybody. This is Britt Summers coming at you from BrittSummers.substack. Yes, you heard me right, friends. Substack. Yay. It's a great site. Uh, BrittSummersShow.com, as always. Skyhawk Radio. Uh, uh, Not iTunes, for some reason. That's still screwed up. Uh, Amazon. Music. Tune in. Patreon. SoFlow Channel. Acast. Radio Public. Listen Notes, Zencaster, Substack, uh, Pocketcast. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty well distributed uh, around like a, a, a Parmesan cheese. And this is the Brit Summer Show, broadcasting live from the dark state of Florida. Florida, the state of death. And why do I say that? Because I... <laughs> Here's the latest in a string of hits that they just, just keep right on coming. Florida, Florida, misrepresenting gender on driver's licenses is fraud. Changes now are banned. Aaron Reed again. Thank Aaron Reed. Oh! Thank you, Aaron. Uh, she's on the beat, man. Uh, I'm, I'm just like, we need more reporters like her. The Florida Department of, and you don't see this in the news because... Uh, it's not, it's not big, a big news story. Now, I told you last week about a bill of trying to pass. They still are, still in a, a committee. Uh, they're still arguing it. <clears throat> it hasn't gone to the floor yet. But this is not the bill, but it's got the same thing on it. So they're figuring out, we, <laughs> they don't have to, uh, pass a bill like a uh, normal democracy does. They could just issue this right here. The Florida Department of Highway and Safety Motor Vehicles announced in a letter that driver's license gender changes are no longer available and trans people could be charged with fraud. According to a letter submitted by an anonymous source on Monday, the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles has rescinded the policy that allowed transgender individuals to update the gender marker on their driver's license. Which, uh, I, personally, I didn't even know you could do that. Uh, uh, my license, uh, 
I left all my boy information, not because of uh, uh, Florida, but because I was having problems with the VA. I, I couldn't find my uh, DD-214 at the time, so I was in no mood to uh, change my uh, mail identity stuff. Uh, I left my boy name there and my, my male gender and all that stuff. But, but on my license is a picture of me, which you're used to seeing, Britt Summers. But everything else is my boy information. And, and I'm, it turns out I'm, I'm lucky I didn't do that. But, but back then they let me at least do that. I didn't know they let you change your, your gender thing. And, and, and that would be a mistake if you did and you weren't... If you're a post-op, yeah. If, if you're a post-op and you can't uh, identify as a woman, uh, according to the Florida Department of Highway Safety, uh, there's going to be some lawsuits flying. That That's actionable. Uh, but as far as uh, I'm concerned, or, or, or if you didn't have the operation and you still got it swinging down there like, like I used to have, I don't, I don't anymore. Now I have a, it's just a hole. Uh, it's, my my penis is broken uh, because of the cancer and the treatment and everything else. I'm just smooth down there. I'm like a Ken doll. I ain't got nothing no more. And I used to have nine inches of splendor at one time. Yeah, it, it took that away. But, and that's why my voice is, <laughs> I'm surprised my voice hasn't gone higher. But I, I left it mail on there. And I left it mail on my uh, VA stuff. So that there is no confusion. And here's why that's important. And uh, they should think about this. If you're in a car accident and you're taken to a hospital, uh, you know, they're going to be a little surprised when they uh, get between your legs. And it says uh, your gender is a woman and they, and they see a, a, a dongle dangling there. I mean, because that, that's the problem. And that's why I, I another reason I left it on there. Uh, so there's no confusion, and, uh, you know. Anyway, they should leave people the fuck alone, no matter what they do. It's a driver's license, for fuck's sake. The letter, written by Deputy Executive Director Dave Kerner, states that gender will be interpreted as biological sex. Furthermore, furthermore, the letter declares that any person misrepresenting their gender marker would be guilty of fraud facing civil and criminal penalties and re revocation of the license. It's just another Nazi move. This is what the Nazis did. They, it wasn't just the Jews. And it was a very big transgender uh, population in, uh, uh, in Germany. During, if you ever watch Cabaret? Yeah, well, uh, the, the only transgenders in, in the Nazi Germany were the Nazis, you know, part-time. Cross-dressers. But the gay people, they went into camps along with the Jews. Uh, okay, the letter asserts that gender is synonymous with biological sex and argues that gender identity is neither immutable nor objectively verifiable. Well, get the fuck. It suggests that uh, uh, permitting transgender individuals to update their gender markers on their driver's licenses would prevent the state from enforcing its laws. How? How? These laws include bans on uh, transgender individuals using the bathroom. Oh, that's right. And uh, th th those really fucked up laws. and Gender identity laws targeting adult medical care because they don't want us. They want us to die. They want us to die. And like I've said a million times before, in the LBGT, we're the weakest link in the chain. And that's why they go after us like this. Because uh, it's easy. And we have no political muscle. We lost. I don't know why, but we lost our, co our corporate muscle. We had that back in 2015. Uh, the move marks a significant escalation and seems to have initiated unilaterally by the department. This action is in line with other unilateral measures taken by the executive branch in Florida and other states. These include Florida Board of Medicine. Oh, look, that's, that's, that's that. what's that name? That's the voodoo doctor. Uh, the, the the Florida Board of Medicine's ban on transgender care. Glenn, oh God, Glenn Youngkin's directive through the Board of Education to ban transgender bathroom usage in school. So they don't even want the kids to use the bathroom. 
Missouri uh, Attorney General Andy Bailey uh, efforts to target adult transgender care via the rulemaking process. However, none of these examples previously involved driver's licenses. If upheld, oh, uh, oh, it's oh, it's uh, it's not a final. Okay, uh, if upheld. Florida will become the first state to prohibit driver's licenses under criminal penalty for transgender individuals. Yeah, we're the petri dish for such things. The ramification of this rule will be far-reaching. All transgender individuals in the state with Florida driver's licenses not aligning with biological sex might immediately be in possession of a fraudulent license. And I don't know what that means for me. I mean, my picture's on there. Brittany is on my license, but everything else is my boy stuff, so I, I don't know. They, they probably wouldn't care to shoot me in the head anyway. Blow my head off. Because it's all about, this is the hate state. And this is, uh, they'll do that to me. But, but they, see, right now, because I'm sick, I can't drive a lot. I can drive up the street to go to the store. But, I, I you know, I'm, I'm like I used to. I used to love driving. Uh, the, the state could seek to suspend or revoke the licenses of transgender individuals under this policy. Moreover, during traffic stops involving transgender individuals, they could face legal challenges with police officers if the officers believe the license misrepresents their biological sex. Well, there, I, there you go. I am fucked. So I, I'm not sure what to do with that. I'll have to make a few calls. But it has, like I said, it wasn't approved yet and it wasn't passed yet. But uh, but they are gonna. I mean, we got uh, a super majority of Repug- Republic, Republic, <laughs> I can't even talk today. Repugnant Nazis there. And uh, I expect, just expect the worst, okay? This is Florida where you can always expect the worst. Representative Escamani, who I like, who should run for governor next time, but no one will vote for her because of the name. Escamani, she's a, she's a great woman and she's smart and, and she, she would do great things for this state. But uh, villages don't want great things for this state. They want their stinky body cheese to just hover over it. Uh, Escamani appeared to confirm that computer systems were no longer accepting gender changes at FLHS. This development coincides with the consideration of two bills in Florida, that's like I was just t- saying, that aim to prohibit driver's licenses changes through the legislative processes. House Bills 1233, that's the one I was talking about, in 1639. These bills would require all, all Floridians to sign biological sex affidavits. That's what I was talking about last week, right? Uh, and when renewing or updating the driver's license. Now, what that means is everybody, not just transgender. So who's going to hate the transgenders even more now? The cis, the straight, regular people. If you're just regular people listening to this broadcast, uh, next time you renew your license, you're going to have to have proof of identity. No matter what. Uh, and that's and that's from this authoritarian, totalitarianistic, Nazi fucker government that we have in this state. The policy could be a strategy to deter transgender Floridians, aware of the bills, from quickly updating their gender marker on their driver's licenses before the passages. Notably, Florida driver's licenses typically have long expiration periods. Yeah, mine mine does. Often lasting eight years p- post issue. Uh, mine is for 2027, and I should be long dead by then. So, but this is for everybody else to know. Under this policy, transgender individuals in Florida could face considerable challenges in daily life. No shit. Uh, many have already left the state. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I wish I could. And, and of those remaining, 80% reportedly <laughs> wish to leave. Thank you, Aaron. This policy could instantly criminalize transgender individuals who who drive in the same state with updated transgender markers. It's just fucking... This is criminal, what they're fucking doing here. It would compel transgender people to disclose their identity in any situation requiring a driver's license. Additionally, 
It would provide Florida a means to enforce its bathroom laws. Yeah. Which criminalize transgender individuals for using bathrooms. Yeah, but I've been using them. I mean, before the operation, I was using them. No one seemed to mind. But, uh, you know, uh, on federal property, when I'm at the VA, all the respect in the world. All, everybody in there is a decent human being. Okay? I'm treated with the utmost respect. I can use any bathroom I want, go anywhere I please, and say hello to anybody I want. And you know something? And I talk to these grizzled old vets from uh, Korea, from, visit, from Vietnam, you know, the Fox News watchers. I talk to them all the time. And, you know, we have the most wonderful conversations. And they, they figure it out, you know, as the conversation continues. Uh, and, 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 and we have this very, very nice long time. And, and it never comes up. <clears throat> and they know that I'm trans by my voice, uh, maybe by my mannerisms now, which I can't help. Uh, but never a negative thing. And we have... Uh, we could have coffee and lunch together. These are the people that watch Fox News and have no idea who we are. <clears throat> the people who vote for people, uh, Nazis, who pass these laws, they say, yeah, get those trannies out of there. They, 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 they think it's all drag queen stuff. They think it's all showy, blowy stuff that's up on the stage. They never talk to a real transgender woman. And, and once they do, they like us. See, we have no representation to, to, to help that there. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, doing what I can in the veterans' hospitals and clinics. Uh, I get along with everybody. and Everybody's, you know, especially the real old guys like uh, the Korean vets. Uh, uh, I even saluted a World War II guy. He had to be in his 90s or 100 or over 100 or something. Uh, the cranky Vietnam guys, they're okay too. And... They're very polite and respectful. And then when I'm in that building, is, is, is it Miss Britt? How would you like to be addressed? <laughs> I want to say, hello, ball. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I tell people, because I'm not a hard ass about it, I tell whatever you like, you know, uh, whatever the thing says on the paper. But I like Britney's. So they call me Miss Britt in the vet, in, a, in the VA. Because they're, they're well-trained, decent people in there. I'm really, really proud to be around them. It's the only good thing that happened since the the cancers. I've met all these wonderful people at the VA, and uh, and it, it's it's just a totally different world. And when you get back in the car and you drive out in the street and you hear this shit, that uh, Florida currently occupies the most dangerous level on the transgender legislative risk assessment map. Do not travel. The state's oppressive laws have drawn similar travel advisories from the Human Rights Campaign in Equality Florida. Should this policy be enforced, the state's transgender population will find it even harder to move freely and could come into conflict with law enforcement and criminal penalties just for having documents that match their gender identity. The policy appears to be the last attempt at putting transgender eradication, championed by that CPAC, into action within the borders of Florida. Yeah, I like I keep saying, and uh, and whenever I talk about it with local Democratic leadership, whenever I mention it to them, I say, "Where is DPAC? Why don't we have a DPAC?" Okay, uh, they all say that would be a great idea. They say, wow, what a great idea. And they start coming up with all these ideas of what to do with a DPAC and everything. And, uh, and they never do it. They don't do nothing. We're Democrats and we don't do nothing. So what am I going to do? I don't know. I got till 2027 till decide and uh, I'm probably not going to even make it that far. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not sure when you're going to hear this show. Well, it's going to air this one. It's a podcast, so everything's out of order. But the Grammys are coming up, and uh, I, I, there was an article in the New York Times. <laughs> How, how's that for a segue? There was an article in the New York Times about the best year of the Grammys. And it's funny because I mentioned it last week. Uh, the best year of the Grammys, according to them, 
1968. Yeah. As far as diversity in music and excellence in music and all that. And I looked down the list, and then with the exception of Ode to Billy Joel, which I hate that fucking song. I hated that when I was a kid. I, I, I'm like, what is that fucking song? This is a real turd. This is a real piece of shit. I really, you know, but here's the thing. Back in Top 40 radio days, like I was telling you, you, you powered through. You stayed tuned because you knew the next one was going to be one of your favorites, which uh, uh, for me was Mercy Mercy by uh, the Buckinghams. That got, usually got played in tandem with that. So there's always a happy payoff. But yeah, I mean, 68 uh, was uh, a very diverse and fun year. Um, <laughs> it was real. What it, you know what it was? It was an anecdote for the madness that was going on in the world at the time and in this country. But you could tune into the radio and just uh, lose yourself in the very, very good music that was going on. So uh, later on the show, if I have time, I'm going to do, uh, I pulled a WQAM top uh, silver dollar top 40 survey from uh, June 1968. And uh, I'm going to sample some of the tunes from that year because it's really amazing. And uh, it also had a, a, a big impact on my life. And here's why I'm grateful for it, because I was very successful for a good 20 years with uh, uh, Neil Rogers' show, and here's why. I had a very wide scope of music. Uh, I had all this variety of music I grew up with. It, it, had a, it influenced me. Everything. And I was lucky my father loved music, too. Not just rock. I mean, he liked the Claiborne off and all that other stuff. So I had a very good upbringing with music. And so I picked my musical bits. Uh, I knew right where to go to pick out my music bits and stuff and and the rare stuff. Because when I was a kid, (laughs) growing up, um, when these surveys came out, I I didn't just read them like, yeah, uh uh-huh. I studied them. I could quote you the song and the number and if it was going up or down. Like the DJs had to do back then, for real. They had to know what was uh, going up with a bullet and sinking down the charts and bubbling under and all this. So, uh, yeah, I, I would study these things. I wouldn't, do my, I wouldn't study my homework, but I'd study these surveys. And now that's finally paid off <laughs> because I can do that here. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and you'll see it again, again, the magnificent variety, the, 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 just the delicious tapestry of different music that you got delivered to you on your doorstep for free every single day. As opposed to today, where music is uh, strictly segregated to whatever you only want to hear, and you'll never hear anything else. We already know she's Jenny from the block, but ladies and gentlemen, this block is now under construction. Mattel now looking to bring Bob the Builder to the big screen. Jennifer Lopez will produce the animated film. No word yet on when J-Lo's take on Bob the Builder will hit theaters, but it's in the works. The Late Show has obtained a sneak peek from Jennifer Lopez's upcoming Bob the Builder movie. Junior, the PBS kids, Bob's taking bricks, laying those bricks on all the bricks. His machinery's kinda eerie, how they become anthropomorphic. Who brings life to a forklift? It's unknown. I got more questions, do they have engines? All inside is their blood and bones. I'm creeped out by the tracks that can talk. I'm still, I'm still suspicious of them. Why do they get the to do this job? Are they paid or are they slaves? Either feels wrong. Do they sleep when they're parked in the lot? I want, I want answers from you, Bob. Do they sexually reproduce or not? And when they climax with they moan, I'll go honk, honk. Don't be fooled by the rocks in my pants. I'm Jenny with the big fat Puerto Rican. I got a secret you may not understand. I'll bet you didn't know I'm really a man. A shapely Puerto Rican Julio jock. But I'm still known as the girl from the block. Horny men want me a lot. But very little know that I have a bit. I got started dressing like this in my teens. Dressing like a hooker queen. With just some collagen and silicone teats. My body's well rounded. Like I told you, I'm a manly man. That's not cottage cheese on my can. I got my weenie back there in the jam. My hair is real, 
Give it a squeeze. Mmm. And my hair, too. I do a better job on a feminine vice, but I got a little cold, so I don't have a choice. I like the surprise in the eyes of the boys when they get a load of my uncircumcised toy. Nothing else is phony, no hormonies, but under my clothes, the rest is me. Don't be fooled by the rocks in my pants. I'm Jenny with the big fat Puerto Rican. I got a secret you may not understand. I'll bet you didn't know I'm really a man. A shapely Puerto Rican Julio Jock. But I'm still known as the girl from the block. Horny men want me a lot. But very little know that I have a big... No, no, wait a minute. I... Newspapers. Remember them? We don't have those here anymore. They're, they're not local. They're, they're, they're owned in Chicago and they're owned by a company in, uh, uh, I think, Sacramento, California. No, there are no local newspapers owned by local people in the South Florida area. There were. Oh, there were. In short, what they're doing is they're buying defunct newspapers which had a good uh, reputation, which people trusted, and uh, they're using it to promote their candidates with it. The ruse has uh, previously been condemned by the News Media Association, um, among other press groups. Now this, this, now, this is England, okay? Conservative voters conditioned to believe in saying conspiracy theories uh, from ivermectin to pedophile rings and pizza shops to climate change denial appear to be easy marks for hustlers like Bannon, Trump, and anybody else on the right who wants to exploit them. Last May... The New York Times documented a group that raised $89 million from small donors with robocalls to conservatives by pretending to be police officers or veterans raising money for injured comrades. As the Times reported, instead of using the money to promote issues and candidates, an analysis the New York Times shows, uh, nearly all the money went to pay the firms making the calls and uh, the operatives themselves. Sometimes it's real groups that are just really good at monetizing their grifts. Back in 2013, Conservative Strike Force PAC raised uh, $2.2 million in funds, vowing to support Ken Cooch, Cooch, hey Cooch, Cuccinelli's campaign for governor, uh, and he lost. Uh, court filings and FEC records showed that the PAC contributed $10,000 to Cuccinelli's effort back in 2015. Right-wing news reviewed the financial filings of 21 prominent conservative PACs and found that 10 groups from the bottom of their list spent $54 million, only uh, 3.6 to get Republicans elected. In 2016, Roger Stone founded the Committee to Restore America's Greatness, that, that pinheaded asshole, that, that, that real uh, mongoloid. It raised 587000 and spent 16000 on independent expenditures supporting Trump. In 2016... Great America PAC uh, raised, uh, I don't want to read all this stuff, but the real sweet spot for right-wing billionaires is paying off that conservative gullibility seems to be in the fake news business. Just like pushing phony stories about election fraud has been sta a staple on right-wing hate radio ever since the Motor Vehicle Act went into effect in the 1990s. The 21st century craze among conservative billionaires is published phony uh, uh, phony news outlets. Interesting, <laughs> interestingly, on, uh, there's no equivalent on the left. No. Uh, no. Progressive news opinion outlets like The Nation, New Republic, Guardian, Common Dreams, Roar Story, uh, Alternate Salon, State, and, and even this newsletter I publish uh, are generally pretty rigorous about fact-checking and source-linking and standing behind their content. Grift, however, seems to be built to the conservative mindset. It takes a scam, after all, to convince the average working class that their interests are best aligned with billionaires' tax cuts. Yeah. It's hard to imagine George Soros. You see? George Soros. George Soros. Mike Bloomboig or Tom Steyer being similarly sanguine about funding lies or in propaganda, no matter how much they believe they're caught. Yeah, but I, 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 I don't want to do it. And I, I don't call it propaganda. I call it the truth to get it out there. We have to fight the lies with the truth. This apparently has to do with worldview as much as anything else. While 
the right more or less singularly focus on making money and acquiring power, the left is generally uh, more concerned with public good and playing by the rules. Beep, 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 boo. So get ready, the election's in November, and we'll see these pink slime sites, ads, and <laughs> I like that pink slime, begin to spin up for the summer. If past years are any indication, forewarned is forewarned. And you know something? I said this many, many years ago. I, I, I thought for uh, since they don't want to uh, buy any cheap radio stations, the DNC that is, and they're not interested in uh, communications whatsoever. You know, there was a time in this country when most of the uh, radio stations were entertainment. It was uh, either uh, music. It was primarily music. It 98% music. A few of them were talk. There were some talk in the 60s. And, uh, and in the 70s, the talk really took off. Uh, thanks to the likes of Joe Pine and the like. But it was primarily music. And it was a money-making industry. It was a serious business. But now it's just, just like, go ahead, buy a radio station. Million, two million. What's that to a super PAC? What's that? So could Soros or Bloomberg, could they buy a radio station? With the pocket change that fell out on the cushion of their couch. Sure. Uh, they just don't want to. They just don't want to. No. And my idea was this, to do this, to resurrect the names of trusted newspapers that just went out of business. And we had four newspapers down here. Well, we always had the Herald and we always had the Slum Sentinel. That was always around. But we also had the Hollywood Sun Tatler <laughs> and the Miami News. Now, the Miami News was a, that was a fine newspaper. Uh, they, they, they emerged with the, the Miami Herald. Uh, they could resurrect the Miami News or uh, the uh, Hollywood Sun Tetler, <laughs> or just call it the, the Sun. How's that? And we have an independent paper down here, but I think it's part of the Herald. But uh, my idea was to, like New York has, uh, at one time, they had like 20 newspapers there, like uh, the New York Globe, the New York uh, Sun, the New York this, the New York that. And... Um, we, any of those could have been resurrected. And all you had to do, I mean, print as opposed to, because printing is expensive. It costs money. Uh, so uh, you, you get a website. And then uh, you can offer different things in your magazine like they do now online. You can see some of the stuff, like use the internet as an example of what you provide in your publication. And if you want the publication, you subscribe to it or you'll buy it online or, or whatever it is or at the airport or something. Uh, yeah, well, why not? Why not resurrect old newspaper names like they're doing? It's really not a bad idea. But uh, see, but they got balls. We don't. They got the balls to do that. But what I'm saying is when you get these, let's say we, we put a paper out there. That, what was uh, that Ed Asner show? Lou Grant. And I think that was the Los Angeles Tribune. <laughs> let's put out that, the Los Angeles Tribune. And you know what we'll put in there? We'll put in there what Lou Grant was putting in there. News! Not propaganda. You know why? The Democrats don't really need propaganda. Just put news. News is all we need. That doesn't come out. Just news. Just say what, what Biden is doing. Say what the administration is doing. Just let us know. It's just an information thing. They don't like communications. They don't like information. It's a shame. It's just because it's, it's a great idea. And they're, they're actually doing it. But for the wrong reasons. And we can do it for the right reasons. From Boca, Brittany. Music. More music. Far out, man. Here we go on the Brit Summer Show. As I promised, I was going to do the top 40 uh, for 1968, June of that year. And the problem is, it's going to be too long. So what we're going to do here is maybe 
go to 20, maybe half that. And I'm going to edit a lot of the songs that you, you're very tired of hearing. But some of the songs are just amazing. And when you think about what was on the air back then, it was really colorful. It was a kaleidoscope of fun. Would you believe it? This is the number one song of 1968 uh, in June, the summer. Uh, I Love You by the people who had uh, just the one hit and then you didn't see them no more. No, but it was the people. And a lot of the people, <laughs> a lot of people on this chart are like, wow, you got the Stones, the Union Gap. You got the Beatles, which I'm not going to play because everybody's familiar with the Beatles. So I'm going to start things off with the people and I love you I love you I love you Yes I do but the words won't come And I don't know what to say I should tell you I love you I do The words should explain but the words won't come I shouldn't hide my love deep inside The words should explain tell you just how I feel and I keep trying but something holds me back when I try to tell you I love you I love you I love you yes I do I love you I love you I love you Yes, I do, but the words won't come And I don't know what to say I shouldn't hide my love deep inside The words should explain, but the words won't come If you could see what you mean to me The words should explain, but the words won't come And know how hard I try to tell Something holds me back when I try to tell you I love you, I love you, I love you. Yes, I do. I love you. Okay. I love you, I love you. Yes, I do, but the words won't come. But the, the, um, are, did you, uh... I should tell you, I love you, I do. The words should explain, but the words won't come. I shouldn't hide my love deep inside. The words should explain, but the words won't come. And oh, how hard I try to tell you. Something holds me back when I try to tell you I love you, I love you, I love you Yes, I do I love you, I love you, I love you Yes, I do, but the words won't come And I don't know what to say No To see me, 
but you're afraid of what I might have on my mind. One thing you can be sure of, I'll take good care of your love. See what I'm saying? Now you know. <laughs> I should do this every show every week. It's just to kill time. But uh, then I'd lose a lot of my audience. But this is uh, Cliff Noble and the horse. Uh, and yes, yes, it was a dance. I, I could dance the horse at one time. I cannot do that now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but this song was uh, ruined. It was bludgeoned by high school bands. Uh, still, uh, the drummer rocks in this thing, and it still moves. Uh, so you see the, the uh, different uh, genres, let's say. Uh, on the, this is all sort of one chart. This is what we, is what we hear. You turned on the radio. This is what you heard. And I don't know much how I don't know how much farther I can go, but it's jeez. Uh, uh, it, it just keeps better. You know, as you go down the chart, I started at number one. And as you keep going down, it just keeps getting better and better and better. So I, I might I might continue this next week. I'm going to have to take a break somewhere along here. I thought this might be a good spot to do it. Yeah, yeah the... Uh, uh, boy, it's a good song. I, I, if I could move my legs, I would be dancing right now. Uh... But you can see what I'm saying. It, it, it was fun. It was a lot of fun to listen to the radio at one time. And, um, it, it, you know, it goes way back. I, I know who designed it. It was a Drake format, a different format. There were two, Drake and Stores, Todd Stores. But they're both similar, okay? Uh, and when you play a hot song, a fast song out at the top of the hour, and then uh, at the end of the hour, you play, always play an instrumental because you didn't have to back time it. Uh, things like that, you know. And then, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to describe, you know. So I'm going to let these go. And uh, if I have to cut it, if I have to edit it shorter, I will. And uh, we'll hear the, the other 
uh, the, the other part of the top 40, which is just as amazing. Jeez, uh, oh, Joe Simon, Four Tops, Association, Sam and Dave, Nancy Wilson, Donovan, Supremes. Jeez, uh, well, all right, so uh, we'll get to that maybe next week, but uh, right now we're having some fun. I want to take a moment here uh, to uh, thank everybody for contributing to my show. And I got some nice contributions this week. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know who you are. And uh, and I really appreciate it. You know, whenever somebody uh, contributes money to my show, I, I send them a little letter back saying thank you. Um, I should write more. Uh, but, but sometimes I can't get in front of the computer the way I've been feeling. It's just... Uh, so forgive me for that. But uh, believe me... And I know everybody, I hate saying those words. It's true. Uh, it really helps. Uh, no matter how little or how much it is, it's, it's a real sweet thing. And I can't forget my great underwriter for this show and special sponsor, Ernie! We love you. Thank you, Ernie. As always, you're the best. And I know your favorite song is Dancing With No Pants On. Uh, you know what I'm going to do? One of these shows, I'm going to go dig out the... Uh, that was 1965. Dig out the charts that that song was on. And when it comes... A lot of these songs I did bits to. Uh, it's Indian Lake. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, yummy, Yummy, Yummy. I did Jewish, Jewish, Jewish. I did MacArthur Park for, for Neil... <laughs> Uh, but I'm not going to play the bits right now. Uh, I'm going to get through this first because I want to get back to this. Uh, I'm going to probably play several more, not all of them. There's just too many. Uh, too many. Can you imagine that, having too much fun? That was back then. What a great... Uh, it, was a, um, it was an escape from the, the madness of the world. That day. We don't have an escape from the madness of the world. Right now. But let's get back to it, shall we? Remember earlier I said a lot of them were hard to find? This one was very hard to find. The Tams and Be Young, Be Foolish, Be Happy. And I did make a bit out of this one. Be young, be foolish, but be happy. Be young, be foolish, but be happy. I'm playing the whole thing. 
Haven't heard this in a while, and nobody else remembers it. Andy Kim. Look at you, baby, look at me. So in love we used to be. But now it's just a memory. Baby, how'd we ever get this way? Baby, how'd we ever get this way? Well, I recall when things were fine And every day that sun would shine When I was yours and you were mine Baby, how'd we ever get this way? Tell me, baby, how'd we ever get this way?
with Boca Brittany. That's about all the time I have this week. I mean, I could just keep going on that. <laughs> I love doing that. Forgive me, it's just the love of mine. And um, I, I, I like to take a break now and then. 
Uh, there was something I was going to talk about, but uh, I'll have to get that to, to get to that next week. Um, but, but, but thanks for. Uh, I hope you enjoyed w- what I did. I'd like to hear from you uh, because I, I'd like to do it more. Uh, it, it, it sure makes it easy to do a show, and I need to take it easy more. But um, I, I still have more uh, diatribes to do, and uh, I, I will do them soon. I just, uh, I just, this is so much fun for me. It gives me goosebumps, and I hope it does for you too. So until next time, this is Britt Summer saying, Trump is a fucking idiot. Hey.